Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. If this is the first time of you joining us, I want to say welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be here. And if you are returning, I want to say welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time out to come back and sit with us and listen to what we have to say. Um, I want to thank my WUBI, Ubiquity Radio and TV listeners and watchers for this episode and taking the time out to spend with us also on TV and radio. I appreciate you so much. Um, I also want to thank my sponsors who are, as you guys well know, uh, Divine Nubian Essentials and uh, Collins Education Resource Management. So if you have not tried Divine Nubian Essentials, I invite you to do so. It is a great skin and hair care product line that is essential for your health. And if you're one of those people who monitor what you put in your body, you should also monitor what you put on it. And also for Collins Education Resource Management. I want to also uh, share that with you all as well. So with Collins Education Resource Management, they are an education resource for our adults and children who are looking for additional help if they are in the healthcare field and there is tutoring involved and also for the community education and research and le lectures are also available. So I have the pleasure of having a very special guest here with me today. Her name is Tiana Felice and she is one of our esteemed individuals in the creative community. So with that, I have Tiana Felice. How are you, darling? I am doing amazing. And How you are, are looking amazing. Appreciate it. <laughs> so Tiana Felice is one of our many creatives that are in our community. And I just love to spotlight our creatives, especially those who are in acting and directing and screenwriting, because I don't think we get shouted out enough. And being out here in the Southwest in Arizona, people think we can't do anything. <laughs> and we are here to share that we are creatives and we have a lot to share with the world. And I love the messages that Tiana has a lot with all her productions that I've seen on YouTube. And from what I have seen she's been doing it for a while <laughs> and uh we just met over a project um this is love which i enjoyed being a part of and i want to you know probably thank you again for having me be a part of your your baby because it is your baby <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome you earned it <laughs> you earned it and, and I appreciate you for saying that, you know, because so many times people think that in this business, it's a, a lot of nepotism and, you know, or just the fact that a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. And mm -hmm. um, and honestly, with you and I, we met from me earning it. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I auditioned for you. I call back for you. I did the work yep. for it. <laughs> Showed up. Showed that talent off. <laughs> And I appreciate it. Well, you, you know what? You gave us a great um, framework to work with, you know, um, and that's where it all begins to bring that creativity out. So um, first of all, tell us a little bit about you and who you are. Um, well, <laughs> so um, 
I am actually from California. I've been back and forth between California and Arizona. Um, it's funny that you said like um, people don't take Air, um, Arizonians seriously when it comes to um, the arts. Um, because I don't know if I would say I didn't take um, people in Arizona seriously, but I wasn't really aware of the presence um, mm -hmm. out here in Arizona. So even when I did um, move here, I would always travel back home and do all of my work out there. I would do all of my auditions out there, all of my projects, so on and so forth. Um, but most people don't know that I actually started out writing books um, from... A, a little a little girl I started with like poetry um I was like just writing poetry like whenever I would feel something sometimes my friends like Valentine's Day can you write a poem for my boyfriend I want him to you know say this and say that whatever and um then cut to like years later like growing up at that time everyone was say oh you're gonna be a writer and I could remember my mom like bringing me like um some like publishing pamphlets because she really mm -hmm. wanted me to move forward with it. But at that time when I was younger, it was just something I did. I didn't take it seriously. Um, but then after I had my daughter and I was in like this really long relationship, like starting at the age of 15, um, I went through a lot. And um, naturally, I just started like writing again. And it went from poetry to these short stories. It was like, I wanted to express what I was going through, but mm -hmm. through the lens of like other characters. Cause I think even at that time, I didn't want to like expose myself and what like the, the, the trials and tribulations I was going through. Um, and then it went from, I was working with um, a publicist at the time and she was like new in the industry too. And we were trying to think of ways to sell the books. And we were like, let's make monologues. So we did a monologue show and then um, trying to cast the monologue show in Los Angeles. Um, an actress ended up seeing it and she was, you know, she loved it. And she was like, I would really love to direct this. And I'm like, what? You know, and then it turned out she was somebody and she knew a few somebodies. And so we did the plays. Um, I went to film school and then I wanted to, at the time I couldn't, a couple of years ago, I couldn't um, really afford to always hire a DP or hire somebody for sound. And I knew I wanted to be able to make like at least small projects to understand filmmaking. And I didn't want to sit around and wait for somebody to always produce my work, my writing. Mm -hmm. and so after I graduated film school, I got myself a DSLR and, you know, learned a bit about that and it's gradually coming along. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I love the fact that you also shared that you're a mom. So, mm -hmm. you know, how is that sharing that with your daughter and <sighs> being a mom and being creative? <laughs> um. I feel like me and my daughter, we were actually just talking about this today because she said, mom, where do you think you would be if you never had me? And I know how to answer the question. I was like, what inspired that question? She was like, I don't know. I was just thinking. And I was like, some things are meant to be. And um, it's so weird because I, I had her at 21, which is like fairly young. And so she's always been a part of this journey. Um, 
she is an artist herself, but more into like um, painting and things of that nature. And I can remember like I found like some books she had wrote some poetry and I thought like maybe she was like, think, you know, going in that direction. But um, she's more so if we were to ever be a team, she would be the business and the books. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would be the one like creating because she's very even if she's 17 um but very grounded and so i think the biggest thing um when you are a single parent or even let's say if i was still in my relationship i think it would have been probably less challenging Mm -hmm. um when it comes to just making sure she has someone to supervise her and things of that nature but um there's definitely this a battle of being present and still pursuing your career. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got that opportunity to produce my play in Los Angeles, it ended up going from the monologue show to a full-blown stage play and I actually moved to LA for a year. And I had to make the decision to leave her with her dad, which was mm-hmm. the first time she and I didn't live in the same house together. So um, I don't know. I think the world is so used to seeing men always pursuing and the woman being the yeah. the caretaker. So when we step out, like I definitely had to deal with like backlash of, oh, she's not a good mom. And how could you leave your child? Meanwhile, her dad was gone on and off for a good 10 years of her life playing football. Mm-hmm. And that's the norm, you know, it's okay. So um, but I don't regret it. And I'm glad she saw it because she I, she's not very expressive. But when she does ask questions about business, she started writing her own business plan and stuff like that. I feel like that is already planted a seed that will probably sprout later. And I appreciate you saying that because I, 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 I definitely can relate to that piece of how it's okay for the men to go out and do their thing and live their life and sow their oats and mm-hmm. be all these things. Mm-hmm. And as, as we do it, it's like, what are you doing? You, you need yeah. to be home, right? So mm-hmm. I'm glad that we as women and as black women are changing that narrative that we can have those things that we we pride ourselves to and we want to do and we enjoy doing. And I, I like I said, I, I can relate to that because going to nursing school, I endured a terrible relationship because I needed to finish mm-hmm. school, right? And get that degree so I can get mm-hmm. the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. So you endure those things. And I think what people who are outside looking in don't realize is that our children see what we're doing. They see the hard work and they know, yeah, they may give us a little grief in the middle because that's what kids do. They they have to be kids. They're not going to be, you know, angels and all these things. They're going to give us some grief. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But at the end, um, and I'm just you know like speaking for me, I had two daughters, right? I, that I, I'm like trying to navigate and making sure, you know, the old adage that they finish high school and that they don't end up pregnant before they finish high school. So you know, I had that added challenge, like you did, on top of that, and you know, so yeah, we are 
of many talents mm -hmm. and we can still look beautiful and not look our age, right? Right. <laughs> Perhaps. That's what I'm talking about. You can know that. Women, the things we, we, um, the things that we endure, um, it's just so crazy because I find myself like always having this conversation um, and I don't want to pit it as like a women versus men thing. Mm -hmm. Like <clears throat> me and my friends, like we joke about it, like women, we're so much stronger and we can do this and men, they blah, 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 blah. But when it all comes down to it, it's like all of our differences and strengths and weaknesses on each side. Like, it's not because one is more superior than the other, but it's because that's just how much we complement one another. Um, I do, however, feel that women, we are at a disadvantage because we do carry the babies and not saying that men don't love children equally because I think that they do. Well, when, you know, when you're a good man, mm -hmm. but they love them differently, um, like my daughter's dad, he like loved our daughter and was like the person that would always like show up when he, you know, could show up when he wasn't overseas somewhere. Um, but could I have lived without her for six months and been okay with the phone call once a week or two? Like, I don't think so. Even when I went to LA, I would come back to Arizona almost every week. You know, I was on the phone with her constantly. I'm sending her Amazon packages on the phone with her school, on the phone with him, making sure. Um, so I'm not going to say it's a matter of love, but we carry them in our womb. We bring them into this world. The It's like we're attached to this person and then we have to separate from them. So it's just it's a little different. Yeah, it, it's, it's very different. And um, I'm glad you said that too, because I don't think people realize that as well. That is, it's not uh, less love or more love for, for either side. It's just, we love differently. And when you carry someone for 10 months, I mean, let's face it, there's an attachment and a bond that is like none other. And then when they're your daughters, it's a whole different love, right? Not saying that it's not the same with the sons, but there's something about holding your daughters close to you mm. that is just speaks volumes. Um, mm. And maybe I say that because I'm a, I'm a girl mom, you know, I don't know if I, it made me, I don't know. I just, it just seems it's, it's different. Yeah. And I, just in comparison to how I see my mom treat my brother, it's different. It's different. It's really different. And um, yeah, I don't think there's that same attachment, that same. So no, you couldn't have spent six months away without with just a, a simple phone call. Right. You know, I'm dying here. My daughter's in Seattle. My oldest daughter's in Seattle. I mean, yeah, she's 28 years old and I know she's a fully grown woman, but it kills me when I don't hear from her in a week and and I'm I'm texting her after day two. Hey, how you doing? What's going mm -hmm. on? Are you still let me know something, you know? And if I don't get a response from that, I'm picking up the phone, calling you back. Hello, what's going on? Um, so yeah, it it, it is really different. Mm -hmm. 
with that and your daughter seeing it, mm-hmm. how do you maintain your authenticity in your day-to-day dealings? You know, because we talk about wearing the mask and the code switching, and I don't know about everybody else, but I'm tired of switching codes. <sighs> um, um, so I, I feel like, like, even when we're just talking about our daughters, um, my life has come such full circle. Like as you were talking and hitting, hitting those points, like, I'm just like, it's true what they say. Like women, we could have like, not have so much in common, but there are just so many core things that we have in common and the cold switch is real. Um, I would say for me, myself, honestly, if I spoke in my regular voice, just without, you know, no inflecting, um, I've been told that it's like very intimidating. Like Mm -hmm. I could say something and it's not meant to be rude, um, or anything and it'll come off away. And so for me, I can remember when I lived in LA and there was this one girl, whenever she would come into the room, it was like, she immediately raised the energy, mm-hmm. especially when you're around like different actors and people don't know each other. And so, so everybody's like trying to be cool, but trying not to, you know, and the way she walked into a room and she told me later, like she would be nervous, this and that. But she just had like this joy about her, like hot, like this this spirit about her. And that taught me something hmm. because at that time I was also acting like I was acting in my play and I was like under like a lot of pressure. Um, not really going too deep into that, but um, the person like tried to do me like shysty and all okay. of this. And I really felt like this girl spirit kind of helped glue everybody together and slowly but surely like it, I can remember this other girl she had like an attitude problem like um younger and you know like how when people are young they just you know like mm-hmm. think they know whatever but and the, the girl's name is Pageon and she's like she's been acting for a while but her energy started to rub off on people and I can remember like even just calling and if I call and I'm just in my regular voice, I'm just, hello, how are you? You know, and she would be like, hey, like, what's up? Yeah. And what I started to realize is like the world took like so much from me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't even I shouldn't even say the world. I'll just say life experiences. Experiences. Because when I was younger, I was always that girl. I was always like walking into a room, what y'all doing? Like, oh girl, you know, this and that. And then when you go through certain experiences, you have like this guard up. And so it's just like, okay, simple pleasantry. Hello, like, how are you guys doing? And let me read the room and, you know, so I don't get hurt or whatever. Um. But after getting to know this girl, which um, I'm saying this girl because I'm just not saying her. Well, I yeah. think that's a better name, but um, it reverted me back. Um, especially if I'm in a room and I do notice 
a divide or I notice reservations. Another thing she would do, which is something we always did in our family, like in my family, like we kiss on the lips, like we kiss our aunties on the lips, everything, hug. But when I just been away from home, I lived in Boise, Idaho for five years around Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it just was a different culture. So nonetheless, when I met her, um, it checked me like, what happened to you, girl? Like, used to be so fun. Like, used to be this. Like, now you, like, worried about, like, if this person, you know, got an attitude or trying Mm -hmm. to stay. So, um, I feel like the code switching can be helpful on one end because, like I said, this is my regular voice um, when I'm just talking, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know if I would classify it as a code switch, but when I walk into a room, especially as being a director, which I'm a method director, and most people don't know that. Um, but when I walk into the room, I feel that it's my responsibility to raise the vibration, especially if, if, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that an energy is off, but if I know these people have to be in a scene where they have to be intimate or now you have to be his mom or blah, 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 blah. I have to usher in that energy. And sometimes I don't want to do it where we're just directing. Okay. Well, I think you should blah, 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 blah. I want it to come natural. And a couple of actors that have worked with me before, they know that because we talk about method a lot. And I really mm-hmm. dig into people's like biography a lot when I'm doing like certain projects to fulfill the needs, like we, we like do the work. So, um, I would say that uh, I do get into a little bit of method. I don't know if that would be cold switching or not, but I'm very aware of the fact that typically mm-hmm. when a director is on set, everybody's trying to be in the, on the best behavior, being who they're not, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, I'm not everybody's friend, but I need to feel like a friend. That comes with the, there's a whole downside to that. Um, and I, and you even seen it, like when we were at the, the house and everybody was talking at me, blah, 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 blah. There's moments when I don't care like what people think. If my head is about to explode and I have to, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's not that it's your intention to even to even scream like that. I think I just said, shut up. Like everybody, no. like, just stop. but there as a director, especially in my position when you're funding things and you're responsible for everybody's this, you're responsible for the schedule. We got to be out of this place by this time, whatever people could not show up on time and delay stuff and, you know, different things. Mm -hmm. I think there are those moments. Um, But back to the real code switch. I don't really, I don't really amongst like, like my circle for real, like yeah. I despise it. And that's actually something that we talk about a lot too. Um, there's a level of betrayal to yourself. Yes. There's a level of betrayal. And um I like to think of I used I've grown up being a Beyonce fan like because I was I grew up in the era when Destiny Child first hit you know all of that stuff and 
everybody, you know, has their theories on her, but putting the theories aside and just thinking about the trajectory of her career mm -hmm. and maybe many other greats, they play the game until they have, they don't have to play it anymore. Yes. Yep. So I think that, especially with us, like black and brown people, we have to play the game times 10, but I think there's a level of that. Like we have to like be aware that um, we have to play the game. And I seen an interview with Nene Leakes and she said, you can't keep it a hundred with everybody. Those are for your select few. You keep it a hundred. She was like, you keep it about 65 most of the time. So I don't know. I feel like I would, I, I, I don't mind playing the game. And when I have the money and I have the access, we play my game. <laughs> we play my game with, with my people and we doing, you know, setting stuff straight. Same. And I love that because I, I, I kind of sense that from you um, working with you for those few days. And, um, and I love that, you know, and, it's like with anything, when you're there and you're in that headspace, you're about your business. We got to get this done. And that's that's one of the things. I mean, there's a lot of things I respect about you knowing you and meeting you and spending time with you. I respect that about you. You know, you come in and it's like, we're here to do a thing. We're here to do a job. We'll talk about all that other stuff later. Mm -hmm. I got you. But right now we need to be here and do this and get her done. Um, and I told and I totally saw that with you especially with the method acting and i saw you kind of like take a deep breath and it's like okay this is what we got to do and this is you know kind of thing and um i just love that because that that showed me that's who you are mm -hmm. yeah this is what we're here to do we could talk about all that other stuff afterwards when we have downtime and we you know mm -hmm. are getting ourselves together and and putting it putting it in perspective of where it should be and um I respect that, you know, I mean, it, it's what we're there to do. And if we are saying and, and claiming that we are serious actors, then we supposed to come in with our game on and ready to go. What do you need me to do? Where do you need me to be? Let's do this kind of thing. So, um, yeah. And I, and I loved that I was able to share that with my daughter. So I thank you for that. Um, you, you talking about thank me? Thank you. You you brought your daughter. I appreciated it. Like, I know. Um, yes, I did. But I appreciate you um, doing that because that ignited that that re reignited that spark within her because she was doubting herself and her ability. And you know, as a mom, we can tell them to we turn blue in the face. You are talented. You got. You've been and she's been doing that for years. I mean, she's. Not up until she was 15, 14, 15, that's when she stopped because yeah. she started doubting herself. And somebody was telling her that she wasn't pretty. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> I was like, you are freaking drop dead gorgeous. It was a hater. Taylor was definitely a hater. And, and, that's, and that's what I used to tell us. Like, they're hating because you're pretty, they're not, and you got something for, you know, going on and you're going to go places. So she stopped. And, um, you know, as a mom, it hurt, but I said, you know what? I'm here for you. Whatever you need me to be, whatever you need to do, I'm there. You want to stop? No problem. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I have to tell you from the moment she stepped on set, 
it was like, go. She was this whole different woman. She was like, I'm in it. I'm here. And she even said, she's like, mom, her energy is like amazing. She just makes you want to be a part of it. Like, you know, she just makes you want to just go ahead and just be. And mm-hmm. she's like, and I love that. Um, she says, so yeah, whatever she's not having, I- I'm coming. <laughs> so if she wants me there, she's like, I'll be there. She's like, because I just love her energy. And I said, well, I'll make sure I tell her. So I'm telling you, she loved your energy. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to we're gonna work together. And I think it's important that, and I I, I know like a lot of people have, have said, said it, but I feel like acting, you guys have to be so brave. Like you have to be so brave. People don't... Um, the the lack of credit that I feel like you guys get is astounding because people don't realize that most of the time, like an actor is auditioning all the time, like maybe 10 auditions before they land something. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And... For me, I feel like at this at this point, I've like casted enough to, and I, I want to say it was like Viola Davis. Somebody has said this, and I kept it with me. It is not even always a matter of talent. There are certain roles, just the way they're they they're built in. And just the 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 vision of them that even Viola Davis herself, Angela Bassett, Regina King, Taraji P. Henson will not fulfill. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about people that have already had the success because that particular role is not for them. What I will say though, as an actress, it's hard to believe that. It's hard to, to really accept that feedback with me when I cast, which is why I tend to, I've worked with some of the same people, John, who yeah. at this point I've worked with more than anyone at this point. When I first auditioned John, he didn't get the role. He even told me later, like, oh, I didn't like you because you just ended the audition. I was like, all right, thank you. Talk to you later. And I end it because some people try to like hang around. Like I'll be like, all right. And they try to hang around to see what everybody else is doing, whatever. Um, and it was because that role was not for John. It just was not for him. Um, and I'm sure if he were to, to, to speak on that, like he probably, you know, went back like, oh shoot, like what did I do wrong? I should have did blah, 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 like this. Um, but I seen that he was talented, so I called him for something else, you know. Right. And I he got a he got a different role. That's what it was. He got he didn't get the lead role. He got a um, a secondary role, and I called him for for the secondary role. He came. He showed out, and then we kept working together. He's the person that I've been working with the most. Um, so, anyways, hopefully she sees this interview and. Um, I think it's, and I've act. I I, I can see the other side. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. I understand. So. Yeah. 
And I appreciate you saying that too, because I don't think a lot of people understand that a, a lot of actors do not, when they look at the big actors on the screen, that was probably their big breakout role when they first saw them. And they have 20, 30 other films and things and projects that they've done that mm -hmm. didn't get that level yep. of recognition. And, you know, so I think, who was it? Uh, George Clooney, mm -hmm. you know, was like, went on, was 19, 20 years before he got his big break. Same. You know? And so it, it's just going to take time. And I think that's one of the things that people don't recognize and understand, even with writers and, you know, directors and, you know, it, it takes time. Pay your dues. Like, and that's why when we get so caught up with like even the social media game, I feel sorry for people that did not grow oh. up without social media because we know what life is really like. Like it's like we got the pre-social media so we can kind of compare and contrast like, nah, you know, we know how to live without it in a sense. Um, But that's why like when, you, when, when we see other people in their season, like you don't know how many couches they slept on. You don't know how many times my car stopped and I didn't have gas money. You don't know how many times I was talked about what, title loan I've had to take out to pay for past projects. People don't think about that. They see what you have now, or they see, they see that social media, that highlight reel, and they weren't there for the beginning of their, their, of your story. And even with me, I, I'm still a new artist. I'm still someone that is developing my, my craft. Do I have the confidence that I feel that you need to have to kind of go. Yes, I do. But I very much get, even with this is love with this is love. Frank, our, our lighting guy has been in this industry for 20 plus years. He's a DP himself. You know what I'm saying? He's a screenwriter himself. Um, me and him met just for him to do the lighting, but with me, instead of me like allowing him to um i guess i'll say that can be intimidating but for me i'm like he's taking myself to the next level right he's taking me to the next level and he's actually who's editing the project and like it's just i try to embrace like i try to embrace um those moments and in those situations because people you know that i'm meeting now they may see, you know, those YouTube projects. And if you go back to the very, there's so many, um, for me, from my perspective, there's so many issues with them and there's so many things. I'm like, oh, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done this. I'm still very much a new filmmaker, a new screenwriter. I have a lot of projects out there because I've had to depend on myself and I've been, and, and my projects have been to like practice and sharpen my craft. And honestly, mm -hmm. I don't even want to be behind a camera. But I need to know what's going on behind that camera because I do want to maybe not direct all my projects, but some of them. And um, I had the privilege of being with that lady that, like I said, almost, well, I don't even, I want, I want to say almost, but that tried to steal my project. And I say the privilege because I walked away with like, so many nuggets, like so, so much. So people don't know like what I had to go through. Like I made zero money. Um, 
like I ended up being like homeless in Los Angeles. You know, my family went from that's the other thing. Um, there's it, it just it takes thick skin, and that's what I'll say because sometimes people don't know how to take or mm, trying to use my words right. I'm trying to you know, <laughs> use video. So anyways, I've been through a lot. And so um, I just think that anybody that's like starting their journey or going on their journey and just because you haven't gotten whatever that opportunity, I technically have not gotten the opportunity that I'm really looking for. Like if you talk to some of these people, I worked for SAG. And to see some of these people's income that you see on the TV, these a lot of these people ain't making money like that. Some of them barely making what we would consider minimum wage mm -hmm. and don't even qualify for health insurance. Yep. So I don't know. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. So everybody just needs to keep grinding. And I'm glad you said that, you know, you have to have thick skin and, you know, push, persevere through and because you do, mm -hmm. you do this, this is not easy mm -hmm. and it's damn sure not for the faint of heart. No. Okay. And I think for, for me, speaking for me personally, I think my background, um, being a nurse and a nurse practitioner that helped me develop that thick skin, not to mention, I'm also a army veteran. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So it's very little that you can do to me <laughs> that will offend me or, mm -hmm. you know, get under my skin at this mm -hmm. point in my life. Yeah. But that came with age, that came with experience, that came with lessons learned, that came with failure, that came with, you know, getting up and dusting myself off and just keep moving and, you know, grinding. And, you know, and you saying that it's true. When you drop and you fall, I always say that, you know, if you fell, you have two choices. You can lay there and stay there or you can stand back up because unless your legs are broken and even then you can crawl. You can crawl. There is no reason. We have to learn how to walk in the first place. So exactly. So I, I love that. And, you know, and I think when speaking of John, you know, I, I laugh because um, I, 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 had a runway audition one time and the the designer he was like I'm sorry I can't pick you and I was like it's okay I'm I'm you know and I knew him personally and I was like I just because you know me I'm not expecting you to like put me in your show um and then he actually came on the podcast and he's like you know it, it wasn't because I didn't want you in the show he said I just didn't have clothes to fit you I said, I get that. I said, I appreciate you explaining yourself, because but there was no need. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, everything is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I know it costs money to make clothes. Okay. <laughs> I know this. And if you don't have, you know, something that's going to fit my 48 hips, mm -hmm. I respect that. I get mm -hmm. that, you know. But it yeah. doesn't stop me from trying. It doesn't stop okay. me from going out and, and putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. And um, it, 
you do not know this and um, probably the audience who's listened to me babble, they probably know this, but being in front of the camera, I didn't start getting in front of the camera until I was 44 years old. I used to run from pictures. You had a camera. I was in the opposite direction. <laughs> what made what made you like finally do it? Did you always want to act though? I always wanted to be in entertainment in, in my soul. Like in school, I would dance mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, issues with my mom and things like that. I didn't continue doing those arts things that I, I enjoyed yeah. in, in school. So as an adult, after the kids were grown and, you know, I decided this is me. Let, let me see where I can take me. Um, so, yeah, I started to to really recognize the beauty within me without waiting for someone else to tell me because I would always wait for someone that, mm -hmm. that outside gratification. And I said, bump this. I don't need. No, 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 no. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to do this. And so um, it, it, it took that level. So for individuals like John who come up and they're like, you didn't want me for that. And, you know, even in this, I had to tell myself it, the role wasn't for me. I mean, I've had Hallmark auditions. I've auditioned for Yellowstone. I've had callbacks for both. But when you look at those projects, you're like, for me, I read the breakdown and I know it's not for me. But you're going to go out there. Well, I'm going to go out there. Mm-hmm. Because if every audition is a great audition because it gets you in the room and it gets you seen. Mm -hmm. Yep. And somebody might remember you. Mm -hmm. I've been in front of this one casting director. I can't tell you about 20 times for different roles. And every time I see him, I'm like, oh, here's another one. Oh, here's another one. And I just keep sending and keep mm -hmm. sending and keep sending. And, you know, hey, it, it catches. You are our honey. And I can say that after you um read with john when we ended the call we both were like oh, yes we found her we found her because we knew we wanted honey to be young we wanted her to be vivacious and fashionable and pretty we wanted her to be the young auntie that like could get it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. that can step into the room and like stop the show and so i'm like okay but john if she can like read this it, that's it. And I promise you, like when we ended that um, that uh, chemistry read, he and I like celebrated for a few minutes. Like <laughs> we found her. We found her. Yes. Like because it's like it's the one thing like with the image and then it's like, dang, but she got the talent. Then you had the talent and then the energy. We like, yes, we got it because we, we knew we, we felt like that was one of the roles that was like harder to cast. There were like many submissions, but either they weren't, we wanted some, you had to be chocolate. You had to be pretty because the goal was to go against the world with this narrative mm -hmm. that you can't be dark skinned and pretty, or you can't be African and pretty or whatever that, you know what I'm saying? You can't be fashionable, bring all, that's why we cared about like the garments and, and was, you know, very, went into that too. So, um, <laughs> we were so relieved, um, 
it was a even it with with Clemente as well because we're like, okay, he fits the bill, but it, can he? And it's just I'm like, look at God showing out because we tried to do this. Mm, we we're gonna do this about a year ago. I remember because I also I put in for Honey when you first. Oh did. yeah. Yep. It was something that didn't work out. I don't know if it was like, uh, it could have been finances or just not finding everybody. But, and then we had felt like we found um, a Jacob, which was a real Clemente play. And um, he, the guy said like he really wanted it and he was African at the accent and everything. When it came down to it, um, we couldn't get in touch with him. So this time, even since she had auditioned for Abby a while ago and I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to be Abby because for me, Abby was like a delicate flower and sin more has like my energy. Like, okay, I can be fun and youthful, but when it comes down to it, like you, like I'm with the S H I T. So we thought maybe she might be too strong. You know what I'm saying? Too, too strong to play Abby. And um, when we called her back and she auditioned and she had John on the ground and she was like, I got this. And I was like, okay, how can I say no now? Because I was even th- thinking, because we had a, another Abby before. I'm like, maybe we just need to, to stick to that. Because, you know, it's not all about, like, it's just, it's not all about one thing. And for me, I care about the attitude, too. Who are you outside of it? Are you going to be a problem on set? Which it's always, there always has to be one. Right. It always has to be one. And and I, I most of the time, to be honest, I've only probably two times since I've been um, pursuing this. It's probably been only two times when I've really like had to like go there with somebody. But it all matters. It 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 really it it all matters. And um, I don't know. I just feel like it's it, it's meant to be. And just like I said, I'm a person. I'm very, sometimes I get a little too deep, but it's di- when you're there writing the words mm-hmm. and you see what God is doing, like you have to understand when I first met John, we didn't want an African movie. It was never like this cultural thing, right? but I was already in this journey of my life of trying to figure out who I am. Mm-hmm. Why do they hate us so much? Like. And so when I met John and trying to tell him, like, can you think you cut out the accent? It was just like, and one day I had an aha moment. Like, girl, you've been trying to, like, figure out who you are in real life. You know, trying mm-hmm. to get more in touch with your roots. So I feel like everything, like, worked out just right on time. Yeah, and I have to agree with you because, you know, speaking of getting in touch with your roots, I learned that I was 57% Nigerian. You know, gotcha. and, you know, Kenyan and Sierra Leone. And I'm like, I'm all the way African. Gotcha. You know, and then talking to my family members and, you know, aunties and they just don't associate with that part of them. Because growing up, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm a 70s, 80s baby. Right. Mm-hmm. So. We went to school, I, even though I went to a Catholic school, mm-hmm. it we had other African students and my teachers were African. I had a couple of teachers that were African, 
students, oh, you're an African booty scratcher. You're this. And, you know, kids are ugly. All right. And even though people think you go to Catholic school, everything is holy to now, that is the worst. Okay. Um, I was bullied like nobody's business in Catholic school, you know, but you come back to those narratives when you're growing up mm -hmm. and you look at it and it's like, I don't want to be associated with that. I don't, I don't want to be that. So now as an adult, as you were saying, you're trying to figure out and reconnect mm -hmm. all those pieces. And it's like, damn, they were really talking about me because this is me. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's just, I, I think that was the piece that I, I also loved about this is love because, you know, it, it's it's all about being connected to who you are. Mm -hmm. Your true, authentic your, self. True, your true, authentic self. And um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the part of having to learn Swahili. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I had a book of, you know, speaking Swahili as a kid. So it brought me back to that. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I remember that. And I actually looked up the book and bought it on Amazon mm -hmm. because it actually just taught you Swahili. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it's just those pieces. Um, was it easy? Hell no. I'm not going to say it was easy. All right. But there's a value to it. Mm hmm it was a big value to it. And yeah, I, I just appreciate that. And I appreciate John speaking up too. And you listening and you saying, yeah, checking yourself. Like you said, you checked yourself. Like, hey, wait. He actually, did, he actually did speak up. He was really, <laughs> he was really trying to like, like, <laughs> like cut off his, like, his accent. And it was just like, okay, buddy. This is, this is not working and just realizing like, why are we even doing this? Like, why are we even like trying to like remove his accent? Like, why are we not leaning into it? Is I, 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 at this age, um, I'm so thankful for who I am because I've realized and I wish that most people or, or more people, I should say, will wake up to it. When you are your authentic self, that's when the blessings pour in. That's when the blessings come in. And we spoke about code switching. I'm not talking about, okay, when we go into corporate America, we have to be a certain mm -hmm. way to make other people feel comfortable, whatever. You know, we, we, at, we at work, we got to handle our business. But I mean, in real life, yeah. the things that matter are mattering to you. The, the truth that is what it is, is the truth that you you standing on. I, I feel like right now in 2024, because we are going through an awakening and I heard Amanda Seals say it. And when she said it, it made so much sense. She was like, black people, are you realizing we are a new people? We are a new people. You know, we've been here for for thousands of years, yes, technically, but as far as, you know, being black Americans or being black natives or being black Asians, whatever it mm -hmm. is, those of us that are here, we've been, we're so far removed from where our, our true roots are. And she was saying, so we've had to be innovative. We've created our own culture. 
Like we're a new, we're we're a new species of people. We are. And, um, things get heated with me because, like I said, in my in, in my real life, when these doors are locked and I'm in here and we sitting at a table and we talking about real stuff, um. There are times when, you know, you have to kind of like back down a little bit just because a friendship might be on the line and ego get involved. Okay, but let's be honest. If they are truly your friends, okay, mm -hmm. you should be allowed to have those conversations in those friendship space, safe spaces. Yeah. Um, you don't have to agree on everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, otherwise, why are you my friend? Why, why are we here? Yeah. You shouldn't be in my circle if I can't say how I truly feel. Mm -hmm. I agree. But with that being said, <laughs> also, um, you know, there's elements of where gender comes in. Mm -hmm. Some men, even in 2024, feel that your voice should always be lower than mine's. Your opinion is always less weighted than mine's. You can give me that. I can give you this advice, but you can't give me that advice. And I'm just, that's not going, you know, that's, it's certain, it's certain, it's certain um, uh, deal breakers, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, we can all have an opinion, but if you're capping for, for supremacy, we can't be friends. You can't cap for supremacy. You can't, don't try to rewrite history. I, I, I'm, I'm okay if like, cause there's certain stuff we're all ignorant to, you know, we could read a book, we could jump on Google, watch a few documentaries, whatever. Mm -hmm. But some people have too much self-hate. It's like on a, it's, it's on an egregious level. It not even just the self-hate issues with their parents and their upbringings, which we all have, but not a lot of people is so deep down in there that it's spewing out everywhere. And for me, even with my writing, I said, I'm just a mirror. And anything, any character, the villain, the hero, whatever, that's all me. Mm -hmm. I have both of those sides to me. I'm just a mirror. So whatever you resonate with is whatever you resonate with. And so in those conversations, I've had somebody, and he's probably going to say, <laughs> say this. I had somebody ask me, how do you do it being single without a man on your side? Like, like how I can. <laughs> and at the time, when, when it, it's, you, you know, when you have those moments where you go back later, like, I was supposed to be fucking offended. Right. <laughs> I, I was supposed to put him in his place right then and there. But I guess it didn't all the way register. And somebody said, I'm she's probably peaceful. You know, somebody said that. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I was just in a relationship for a really long time. Like, I'm, I'm super focused. And I guess since I have been in a long relationship for a long time and then a situationship thereafter, right now is just I'm focused on me and my daughter. And so I don't even... It just hasn't registered because I've. It hasn't been long enough, I guess, for me to be single, for me to 
it just don't feel different. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it would if if I were back in a relationship because then you know, I have this person to consider. But the fact that he asked the question, mm-hmm. a woman, no one would ever think to ask a man, how do you do it without a woman? Without. So that's another thing that I'm realizing. Being a woman in this industry and I don't know if it's because I'm from California or the, the, the family that I have or the friends that I have, but never really had to like, I never, you know, you hear people talk about feminism and why it's important and stuff. It never registered with me like that, but I feel like the more I work, I am encountering it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people even don't want to sometimes don't want to take direction or might want to challenge something, mm-hmm. you know, just because they feel like they're the man, you know, um, there's certainly, you know, I said in a meeting with this is love and, you know, you do, you go into meetings with your DP, you know, with your, you trying to, what is the vision? What are we doing here? And you say something and, you know, you get this look and that, well, we can't do that because of X, Y, and Z. And they try to use these big words. Like, you know, I don't have all this education as far as being in the the industry for 20 years. Right. And and then it's like, you don't want to speak up because it's like, damn, you're going to think I'm a bitch. And then finally, after five minutes of these two men, they're talking to each other. And when you say something, it's kind of like, nah, we ain't going to do it. But I'm the director. And then you have to put your foot down. Like, no, that's what we're doing. Right doing too much right now then it's like you kind of have to say it so and again going back to code switching it's like you want to just be just your your bubbly self you want to just walk you know walk into a room like you you're kicking it with your friends and y'all about to eat some barbecue or something but the reality is and you can only have these type of friendships and i can remember a supervisor telling me this a very long time ago at a call center you can only be friends with the people that work under you or work with you whatever if they understand are you still oh okay <laughs> i don't look like a gross person but if they understand that they still got to do their job right our friendship is about to come in between you doing your job oh we can't be friends because i know that we started this this relationship, we came together to work, and I, I I can be your friend, I can be your confidant, but when it go come to work, I'm still gonna expect you to work. So that's the downside of it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you you almost can't be too nice because there's and it doesn't happen because there's a lot of people that most of the time people are professionals, and they can get down with you when it's you know you having a little fun, but then they understand the transition. Um, but there's always like one or two people. It's confusing, I'll say. I can I can totally agree with that. Um, I experienced it more on the nurse and education side mm-hmm. for me um, because I'm also I, I'm a nurse practitioner and I'm also a nurse educator on the outside. So mm-hmm. when I'm teaching, the students have a different version of me in the classroom. This is, I need you to get the information. I need you to understand it. I'm going to do whatever bells and whistles, stand on my head, whatever I need to do to get you to understand the complexity of what we're doing. Yeah. When we get in the clinic, that's a whole different me. 
there, you know, you're not going, I'm not going to tell you to three, four times to do mm -hmm. something. I'm, I'm just not. Yeah. I told you once, I gave you the expectation. I expect you to educate, you know, execute mm -hmm. when we get on that unit. Mm -hmm. So I've had students come to me and say, you're intimidating. <laughs> and I was like, what? Pardon me? <laughs> they said, yeah, you, you're, you're different than when you're in the classroom. I said, because. You're doing your job. You're like, God. Mm -mm. We're, we, we have people's actual lives mm -hmm. that we are dealing with. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand that complexity and that urgency in the beginning. Yep. Okay. There'll be times where we can tee hee, tee ha, when mm -hmm. we in conference or whatever. Mm -hmm. I said, but when we on this unit, this is what it is. Yeah. You know, and I think um, people don't realize that. They think you're being a different person. I'm like, no, I, I'm still me. Yeah, but how 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 donkey say in Shrek set? There's layers to this onion. Period. <laughs> it's just like, and and it, if all if your students once they they get in the clinic and they don't do something right, it's gonna fall back on you, not just them, you too. You know, mm -hmm. like yeah, and like you, time, right? Mm -hmm. If we don't run on time, if you you're late. And you're not doing, and in your spot, and we're not doing. That takes time away from what we're doing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And yeah. and it, as you get older in this, I want to say older in this this business, but as you grow in this business, mm -hmm. you'll learn time is money always. Time. Oh, it literally is money always. Time always, is always money. Yep. So don't go on overtime. No, you might have a set group of people. Oh, I ain't tripping. We could do overtime. Then you got people over here. Hell no. You're going to pay me if I stay. You know, you're going to pay me triple whatever the thing. People don't get it. People don't get it. You know, even when we did This Is Love and the the, the um, boom operator said to me, I know you're mad. You could just, you, you're mad. You're pissed. You could just show it. It's okay. And I have to put this thing in my head because even when I was saying I didn't feel well um, for about a week, well, I've been having like, I wouldn't even call it, my best friend was saying the tension headaches, but I was having like this thing with my head, like to where it, it felt like it was in my ears and I would get like dizzy and mm -hmm. just, and then somebody said it's stress, you're stressed. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm stressing. Like, but you know what? I probably was. And so when people talk about controlling your emotions, I literally have to do it. And it's like, I'm not like talking no BS. No, no. Like when this person was late and like we were calling her and of course it put us behind. And I was like, there's nothing I can do about it. No, I can stand here, and if I get an attitude right now with her, and I'm and I'm going in on her, one that's going to affect her when she do get here. Okay, that may make her not even want to come. That can turn, that can spiral into now. I got this big ass attitude, and I'm taking it out on y'all. Now y'all don't want to work. I have to think ahead. I have to be aware of this potential domino effect. And there have even been times. Like I said, when people will like try you in front of other people and in and, and most of the time, especially if I know I'm dealing with ego or some sort of insecurity, I can let it go because 
I will not sacrifice the mind and energy of the other people so I can check you right here, right now. Now, if it, you know, if it's a situation where it has to be done, that that's that's another thing. But I've had to learn that because I literally can get so stressed out. And like I said, dealing with this head thing, I was like, well, is it stress? Because if it's stress, I has have a lot of pent up like stress, you know, and we're talking and I come from a place, come from a family where everything is about screaming at the top of your lungs, throwing stuff, getting physical. I have worked on my, you know, worked on myself a lot. And so that's why I say like, even like coming into a room, going back to the teenager I was. And when I say before the stress came in life, before mm -hmm. all the disappointments came in life, People don't see, okay, well, I like somebody said, you ain't that nice. I'm not. I'm kind. I'm very kind. I have a, a good, good heart. Mm -hmm. But when I walk into a room, I, I don't have a reason to, to have a chip on my shoulders, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, when you're in filmmaking, you, you have a lot going on. You don't have time for whatever. But I had to really work. I, I was in anger management for a full year. A full year. I've been I've been through a lot. So when people see, you know, the girl that, you know, may ignore, you know, somebody's nasty attitude or jab or whatever, it is not, you know, and this could apply to anybody. It's not because they're a pushover. It's right. not because they didn't hear it. It's not because they don't care. It's because they have literally, me, myself, have done so much work. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're a person that comes from, come from a lot of trauma, things trigger you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And being aware of those triggers. And, and somebody said, you just respond with sarcasm. So that's what I do a lot of times. I just, you know, somebody might say something like, even when the guy said, oh, you, you know, what would you, you ain't got, how you do this without a man? You know, you think for a second, but then you, ha, 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 like, mm -hmm. like, you know, so. I don't know. No, I mean, and you touched on a lot of a lot of great points there. You know, first of all, um, how your energy can impact others around you. You know, you got somebody in there, at, you know, I don't want to say like egging you on, letting you know, like, okay, yes, I, you, you can visually see I'm upset. You don't need to tell me, I, you know, I'm upset. I, you see it. I mean, I saw it, mm -hmm. you know, and so you don't need anyone to say that. <laughs> so you got to ignore that piece, you are, right? <laughs> you're already over, you overriding. <laughs> you're trying to focus on. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's just those things and, you know, growing from that. And I, I appreciate you saying that you had a lot of growth and you had anger management because a lot of people of color will, will not mm -hmm. admit that. And, you know, um, a lot of us won't do the work mm -hmm. and it's work and yeah. it's constant work. You, you don't just go into these sessions and finish and, mm -hmm. you know, think there's no continued work after there's always continued work because you always gonna have somebody trying you. Yep. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. and um, I mean, I recently left jobs because I felt myself like mm -hmm. going to a place. I'm like, mm, you know what? You're not going to take me there. I, I'm, I'm just not. 
the minute I think I'm going to say F you, you gotta, I got to go because because after F you, a lot of things are going to come. <laughs> Once I let it out, it's over. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. I'm packing my office because I know you fired me because I'm done. Yeah. It's, you it's, know, so it it's work. And it, you know, and again, you talked about triggers, right? We mm -hmm. all have have them. Even people who say, oh, there's nothing that triggered. I had a guest who was like, yeah, I had this very happy home. I had my mom, my dad. And I'm like, <laughs> and all I can see is like, what? okay, no, you have triggers. Yep. Okay. You just have not sat down to identify what they are. Mm-hmm or cared enough to find out what they are, but we all have triggers. And unfortunately, many of us in the black and brown community have tons of them. Yep. We're yep. living with adverse childhood mm -hmm. traumas that, you know- Go through generations. Goes, right. And I try to tell people of non-color that they have their own set of generational trauma, mm -hmm. right? Um, and they don't understand how that is possible because my family weren't enslaved. My family, it says, um, everyone that's in this America mm -hmm. came from somewhere. Yep. Unless you are native Apache, hope mm -hmm. mm -mm. You, you're not from here. Nope. Um, and I think they forget that the first people that they let on ships to come here were murderers, thieves, and their vagrants, right? All their degenerates. Okay. <laughs> I just when when talking about them, it's just like anyways. I it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. Um we try to do our we do try to do our work. We try to do our work and they want us to do their work too. Yes, yes, and no, uh, the years of that have gone. I'm not doing your work in mine, right? So I, you know, and I, I appreciate that you, you know, you do, you do the work because mm -hmm. I'm not saying you've done the work. You do the work because, like I said, we continue to do it. Um, and I, you know, people continue to try you, um, and I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a big component. <laughs> try Jesus, just don't okay. try. <laughs> Better preach. <laughs> try Jesus. Yeah, try Jesus. Um, so yes, and I think um, my facial expression saves a lot of people from getting a lot of my backlash because mm -hmm. you know they'll, they'll tell you we I saw know, you. we all know the face, right? <laughs> they say I saw it on her face before she opened her mouth. Mm -hmm. That that's your first warning mm -hmm. kind of thing. So mm -hmm. um, the the amount of I don't think people realize the amount of control. Mm -hmm. and self-work that you did and mm -hmm. continue to do in those kind of positions, especially being a director mm -hmm. because you're dealing with so many personalities. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, thing of it all. we all, I, I, my best friend said to me, I'm like, uh, I, I need to stop. Like sometimes, am I projecting right now? Like we, we, we like challenge each other. Like, just tell me, just tell me. And she said, we all project positive and negative. And the mm -hmm. truth is, when you're a good person, you assume everybody else is good. You, you naturally assume that. 
Oh, they're here for these reasons, for that, blah, blah, blah. When you're a bad person, you assume everybody's bad. Or you know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. that, that. So that's 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 been a lesson too. Um, to stop like projecting myself onto others because even when we talk about like cultures and everybody's not ready for 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 that walk. You know, everybody because some years ago I wasn't. You know, and you even said when, like, when we were younger, if somebody thought you was African, oh, we about to fight. What? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we, at that time, when you called somebody an African, it meant you was black and you was ugly, yep. period. Nobody was checking for brown skin, dark skin. It was all about, you know, even my mom was just talking about this the other day. You know, when she was growing up, it was all about light skin with pretty hair yes you know and we still deal with that to a degree today um and everybody's trying to wake up and oh black people this and, and black people that and i really feel like um i'll just say this like i said earlier there's something they know about us and we're starting to find it out now mm-hmm. because the way the entire globe has decided to come against one genre of people. You all hate us. Mm-hmm. We're the scum, we're this and we're that. Now we're waking up to, oh, wait, hold on. What is it about me? Like, I'm actually beautiful. And now that we're realizing now, now, now they want to kind of cosplay who we are. Now everybody want to be black. Now everybody right. want baby hair. Braids used to be ghetto and this and that. Now everybody want braids. Now everybody want locks. You know, we did. We we're we're the ones that put you know long fingernails on the. Now everybody want to have long all you know, dressing in in sweats and this and that. You you look hood. Everybody's doing it. Yes. So it's like the minute we step into ourselves. Now you want to take that over. Um, yeah. So anyway. yeah, I and you know I agree with your mom because you know my mom is of that southern black. Geechee, kind of. Yeah, Geechee. <laughs> Geechee woman. Well, she's the, she she's the, I don't know if we would say descendant, but I kept telling, you stop, because she had a thick accent. Accent. Uh-huh. And she kept saying, no, I'm from, I think she said North Carolina. It was something South. Mm-hmm. Said, I'm not from Africa. I'm like, you could just tell the truth. Like, I didn't believe her. Yeah, she 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 probably Gullah Geechee. Yeah, um, she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because my my dad is South Carolina, and to hear him talk, he's got the same kind of uh, twang. But yeah. um, you know, you say that about being fair skinned and that being more accepted. To be honest, that's the reason why I did not have children with someone who was black like me, because growing up seeing that and everybody who was light-skinned got all the attention and got all these privileges and me being dark-skinned it was like I was teased and made fun you know all these things you know happening so I made a point in my head if I had kids I was going to have kids by someone who was Hispanic who, who was lighter than me you know and and I did my kids are half Puerto Rican and as you saw, Maya is much lighter than I am and her sister's lighter than she is, mm-hmm. you know? So um, people don't realize how that narrative really 
sticks with us. And I had them at 20. So that's how long that yeah. narrative stayed with me that I refused. Now, I dated black guys, but I wasn't having kids by any. That's a lot. It, and people need to hear that, too, because it kind of validates you know, the, those stories and what, like, it's a couple of people that pop to my mind. That's a very real thing. Very it's, real. Yeah, it's very real. And, and, and I, and I love that today we're all being celebrated. And I think today it probably definitely would have been a different narrative for me and having children, but mm -hmm. yeah, that, that really impacts you. Yeah. And then, you know, this is this is it. And I and I tell my kids and I, and I tell them, you know, and, and they looked at me like, Mom, what do you what do you talk? I said, no, I wanted pretty kids because I wasn't very pretty. And I didn't want you to have that. So, you know, to grow up and be teased because you were ugly. So I think that's what really pissed me off when when Maya came home. It was like they told me I was ugly. I was like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> I worked hard for that shit not to happen. <laughs> Do you know what I had to endure with your father to get this? Oh my goodness. <laughs> but that's, you know, it's a real, it, it, it is real. It's real. It is real. And, and, and no, I, I mean, their father, you know, is not the greatest of, of anything. Like mm -hmm. my husband now is, is, you know, my husband, but their dad, but he was Puerto Rican. And you didn't want them to have to go through that? that, yeah, that I didn't want them to have to go through that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sharing those narratives and, and that understanding, I, I just really don't think people understand how deep that really goes in our psyche and the triggers that mm -hmm. happen in that. And, and with those and everybody says, well, you know, everyone has triggers. Yeah, but everyone has triggers, but it's how you deal with them and how you how you how you cope with them mm -hmm. and being able to identify them Yeah, and remove yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> That's the name of the game. When I so I, I was in therapy. So the 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 I had to take anger management because I, I did some stuff. <laughs> My anger had led me astray. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I will say it's crazy that cause like my, I have a sister that I have a few, no, a couple sisters that are, are chocolate skin and I have a brother that's, um, that's darker and I can, I can definitely remember, um, my sister, she felt away because my best friend and I were both tall almost the same complexion. And people would think that she was my sister, not my actual sister. Um, and she went through some, there was a, and she was like quiet, very sweet. Like there was no reason why she should have been um, treated differently. And it's just so weird because I was talking to her like, dang, I wish she has, um, her lips are perfect. They're like, they have a you know how Rihanna's lips are where they're like um oh yeah like God drew them on. Um skin is perfect. If I show you a picture of her, it's just it's weird to think 
that you guys believe the lie. Mm-hmm. But if we're being honest, we all believe the lie. Because back in the day, they had us drawing boats of Christopher Columbus and celebrating him, you know, and <laughs> we don't even know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do, you know, somebody that's kind of close to me, and it always, it pisses me off and almost brings me to tears because you can, this person is beautiful. This person to me is a, is a, is a good hearted person. Um, and so much self hate. Mm-hmm. And just so so many issues and it's almost hard if a person isn't aware of that it's almost hard to have a friendship with somebody like that when there's so much self-hate because just everyday life I, I guess maybe it's my everyday life the way I live my life it's hard to and of course like we all have our own insecurities but we're not talking about that like I think and, that, and even connecting it to, to this is love, like, that's why I know, like, it was, like, God's design because what it ended up being, putting this African-American woman in the center of this African family that live African, eat African, talk that's the culture that's this that we know outsiders um and showing that they could come together in spite of those different taking two polar opposites egypt's this doctor mm-hmm. you know that's taking care of his family abby's this ex stripper you know that don't feel like she need a man um and so marrying those those two together and, and, and also thinking about it in the grand scheme of life, the journey of a screenwriter, all of it goes together. And, and when we we um, break down scripts and stuff, I tell them, like, I've always been trained, like, as a screenwriter, the hero only, accompl- he only becomes a hero when he challenges, when he, when he overcomes what's in the inside. So what we see on the screen is just a physical manifestation of what our main character is going through. So that's the secret of screenwriting. So if I need to win this freaking race, that's what the movie is all about, you know, race cars. But my fear is that, I don't know, I'm not like my daddy. You know, my daddy is a, he's a big hero and I'm not like him. This character can only win this big race in this film once he internally overcomes that fear and recognizes his own power. So a lot of times in in audiences, you know, as we watch movies, we're not thinking that deep. But that's the truth of it. That's why we connect to certain characters. That's why The Color Purple is a classic. That's why certain, certain movies, because we connect with certain things. So it's the same thing. Um, just all the time with every with every character, and that's what it is in our own real life. Yeah. We only get on top of that mountain top when we are looking within 
And I know right now it's the thing to to be positive, but I'm talking about some ugly stuff. This yeah. stuff is not pretty. Everybody want to say, oh, be positive. Oh, I can remember one of my friends telling me, and I was going through stuff, and when she would tell me to be positive, I would just get so irritated. <laughs> talking about, like, oh, I'm struggling. This is happening, blah, blah, blah. But thank the Lord I get it now. Because what she was telling me, it sounds so simple when somebody that understands and grasps it, mm -hmm. it's simple to them because they've already been practicing it. But it's very true. Like, once you tackle that mind, and it can't be no pretend thing. You can't fool. Yes. You can't fool the mind. You can't fool, fool God. You can show up, everything looking all right. But no, once you tackle those demons, and you show up and you're ready to face them. And this is something that goes on for the rest of your life. Because once I get over this demon, it's another one that's going to come. You know, sometimes it ain't even mine. You know, <laughs> and you got to figure out how to slay. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that's even the, the, the connection between life's journey and the journey of characters in film. And that's why my slogan um, for, my, for Tiana Felice production is creating art. For film, stage, and healing. Because mm -hmm. when I write something, and I don't have to always explain, oh, that was me. Like, I said that to such a, you know, I get to release it. And then mm -hmm. I get to watch people go into it over and over and over again. And every time it's like breaking a chain. And if people, I just, I, I just hope and pray that people could somehow realize, like, Right now, everybody's talking about manifestation and it's this new word, quote unquote, it's right. not new. It's not. It's a fad right now, but when you get in touch with yourself and I'm talking about like, just whatever's real for you. And when I when I was in there, I had, I had to realize I gotta, I gotta cut people. I gotta love people. And yeah. it's your boundaries, I seen a quote that says, your boundaries got to be stronger than your feelings. Yes. So it's like, dang, it's a lot of people that I really love dearly. Like, I'm talking siblings that I'm mm -hmm. not in touch with because I can't be that anymore. Going back to the earlier conversation, cold switching, getting around family and trying not to. I don't want you to think, oh, you know, because people say, oh, you think you're too good. <laughs> so now I'm over here pretending like I care about this damn conversation. I'm jumping in, gossiping. And I don't even care. And then I'm feeling all icky. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So that is, I, I think that um, screenwriting in many, in many ways has like saved um it's definitely saved me. Yeah. Yeah. And it it, it actually added to your growth. Mm-hmm. Right. And and um yeah, you, you I mean, you touched on the whole positivity and manifestation. And yeah, it is a it's a new fad word for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, but I you know, I have always been that person. I mean, I think now growing into it, I've kind of tapped into myself a little bit more. I'm, I'm a very in, intuitive individual mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and very empathic. Mm -hmm. And um, ain't it a blessing and a curse? 
it, it, oh, Jiminy Crickets, I tell you. Lord have mercy. <laughs> And, you know, you come home and you got the, the Palo Santo and the sage and you're kind of saging and, you know, getting it all together. And it, it's very real. It's mm -hmm. very real. And I am that um, I have that Pollyanna attitude yeah. going into things, you know, and I have to watch myself from saying that to people. You know, you got to find the positive in it. And it's like, like I said, everybody's not ready for for, yeah. for those words. And, and I used to be that person too that wasn't ready for those words. Like, how oh, you tell me I got to be ready for this and I got to figure out this and I got to, yeah. you know, there, there is, it is one of those things. And um, I'm one of those, I am a very cliche kind of person where everything, I have a quote for, for everything yeah. in, in life. And, you know, um, and one of my favorites is you know, the master has failed more often than the student has tried. And I use that one a lot because people always like, I'm a failure, I'm a failure, I'm a failure. And I said, you have to have some level of failure to have success. The people you see on the big screen, the people you see making the millions of dollars, the people, unless they just had some kind of fluke like Zuckerberg or something like that, which is like maybe 0.5% of the population, mm -hmm. so rare, you know, um, they had a level of failure. Mm -hmm. And it's all what you do with that and and how you, you grow out of it. Um, I used to, used to say, oh, I'm defeated, you know, this is this. And I, you know, I'm like, are you defeated? Like, are you done? And they're like, no, I'm going to come back tomorrow. I said, then you just wounded. Fix your wounds, patch them up, and you keep moving, yeah. you know? And your scars are those reminders that I fell a couple of times, but I'm still here. Mm -hmm. you know? And you, you know, you talk about our families and, and things like that and having to cut people off and, Mm -hmm. it's not easy mm. because we, we've been in these roles for so long. Talk about it. Right. You know, I still have to check myself when I go home and kind of revert back into mm -hmm. that. That was safe. That, that's what's safe. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, no, I, I can't do that. I, 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 this is who I am. And, mm -hmm. you know, being authentic in yourself and in your skin, even in those areas where you know it's not going to be accepted. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that is your own home and or your 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 family home. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to remind myself, then this is not my home. I'm just visiting. <laughs> I get to go home. I get to go home. Sure. <laughs> I get to shed this stuff off, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I, that's uh, that's why I'm like, I'm glad you 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 said that because uh, I don't think people realize that um, one, the journey is not easy. Two, there's always going to be a, a, a fall, a scrape, or something in this mm -hmm. journey. You're going to have to change paths at some point. Mm -hmm. Get off the road that you've been traveling, going nowhere, and like, you're going to have to veer off to the left and right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes veering off to the left may be wrong. You might have to backtrack and go to the right, or maybe go back straight ahead. Whichever mm -hmm. the direction, right? We have that, and I don't think people realize that life doesn't come with a rule book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. 
embracing it all, embracing it all. They talk about we fight, we fight the battle so much. We stress, we fight it. And, and again, I'm not even trying to, I know everything. It, it, it's it's going to sound easier said than done, but everybody should just try it. Mm-hmm. When that battle comes, just roll with it. Just, just roll with it. Don't even try to fix it. Mm-mm. And that has brought me so much peace. I'm the oldest of my siblings. I have a lot of sisters. I would always try to fix everything. Sometimes I would apologize for stuff I, I, I don't even, I don't even like that, but okay. Cause I want to be able to hang out with you and, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you, you know, you do apologize for things that you, you did do. That's the other keep the accountability of it. Yes. Accountability and recognizing um, people have versions of the story because from their eyes and from where they sit, they, they sit you know, it's it's something different, but and I don't I get emotional when I talk about it. I think because it's still so new for me, recognizing mm-hmm. the power that I have, and this is a power that has nothing to do with money or status or anything. Mm-hmm. Recognizing the power that I have by trusting, and we think sometimes we pray, oh God, give me da 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 da, God help me. I promise you, it's like you pray for something, especially when you're trying to become strengthened in the area. Oh, you about to go to you about to battle. Yep, because that's the only thing that happened. That's and just realizing that, like, oh my goodness. So this is how it works. And so now, I'm letting things flow, just letting it flow. And I found so much peace there. In speaking of my head hurting. And I was trying to think on like, gosh, when did this start? And I can just remember screaming my head off, talking to one of my sisters on the phone, trying to get her to see my side of things. And I was, you know, when you're screaming so loud, your head will bust. And after the conversation, I realized she knows what you're talking about knows exactly what it is but she ain't never acknowledge she ain't never gonna give it to you because then she gotta look at herself and that's the thing that's it so it's just so much and i and i and i i'm so thankful for like my parents and for the generations that i come come before because i also feel like right now we're living in an era where we're so liberated and feel so free oh i'm not gonna my mama did this or this happened when blah 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 but you, we're not we don't count but they did better than their parents and they became stronger than their parents and they became more liberated so i feel like we can stand up here and say these things and move forward with these things because our parents have are like they paid the price too you know what i'm saying like so anyways it's it's, it's a lot it is a lot it is a lot. And, you know, people don't realize you deal with that with your siblings. You deal with it with your own children. So my daughter, you're, I think you're my lesson. Right. Because she has to come. My daughter is more quiet. She's the quiet version of me. Mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm going to tell you how I feel. She's, no, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to. 
you know, even one of my birds died recently and I screamed, you would have thought, thought it was, <laughs> oh, I mean, the bird is this little, the bird this little and I'm falling all out. Oh, I'm trying to do the bird CPR. You know? My daughter come running upstairs and I could tell she wanted to cry. And so that was a lesson for me because I'm not trying to steer her away from not showing her emotions. But she sees, oh, my mom is distraught. I got to be strong for her. So it's a lesson for me. Sometimes I have to, okay, this is breaking me down so that she can feel free to, you know what I mean? So anyways, so it's, it's a lot to it. It's, it's, man, it's, it's a lot. And it's, it, you know, like I said, you know, you deal from it from all angles, from, you know, being a child, your siblings, your, your uncles, aunts, and, you know, your own children. And uh, it's growth. And you're not responsible for the version of you that lives in somebody else's head. I told you I'm a cliche person. <laughs> uh, no, no. But because you pretty that's you you can't. And I I have to tell myself that because you know, um my oldest daughter and I are not as close as we used to be. Mm -hmm. Um and it's just because again, I'm not responsible for the versions of me that she has in her head. Mm -hmm. Um I wish it was better, and one day it will be. Um, but I, you can't be, yeah, because you'll be that person that's always apologizing and, yep. you know, and I literally had to say, I can't keep apologizing for, for that, yep. for those things. I mean, I can't, yep. <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah. It's like being a prisoner. Yes. But you've grown and so like it's so many things have changed. And yes. That's like you know, they don't recognize the version of you that's there that's, you know, you know, like you, you're doing all these things, right? And instead of your family seeing, you know, that piece and seeing the growth of you and and having embracing you as for me, I'd be like, Yeah, I got a new sister. What's up? How you doing? What's what's good? Where we going? What we doing? You know that's a, that's in the way to approach it but again mm -hmm. it requires that person to be accountable for themselves and their actions and you know their role in being toxic because mm -hmm. we, all, we all play a role right oh yeah yeah and you know and, and it's not saying i you know for the roles in you know my daughter's like it's not saying that i am innocent oh mm -hmm. no i'm a mother yeah. you just <laughs> we, like can't live in that place like for like forever right so you know it's just like those things and and i refuse to be held captive in that place like you refuse to be held captive as that person you've yep. taken that opportunity to say you know what I, here's my boundary i'm done yep <laughs> and you're just like i'm a grown-up now <laughs> are we talking about when i was 15 are we talking about when i was 22 like girl about to be 40 yeah. now. You expect from me to be able to go back and tell the teenage person, oh, that was rude. Don't say that to her. That hurt her feeling. You know? Right. No. And and you know, that's why sis, my daughters don't talk to each other. 
Oh, really? Yeah. For that same reason, because one is holding, you know. Right. Yeah. You're you're 26 and 28 years old. You are grown women, like full grown. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, so um, it runs deep. It runs deep. And, you know, even though, you know, people say I'm doing the work and, and you will have those people, right? Let's say I'm doing the work. I'm, you know, I'm doing all these things. You can't really truly be doing the work if you're still in that same mm -hmm. space. Still and I would know you've heard that. Pointing mm -hmm. <laughs> out because it's like the fact of the matter is, <laughs> I, I just seen this book on Facebook. It said, um, "For forgiving what you can't forget. If something freaking happens, it happens. If it, ha I mean." I can't, you, you can't say to a person like, oh, well, like that's old. Like once you take it, once I take accountability for something mm -hmm. and you forgive me and we move on, the rule is, and I'm talking, even if you in a relationship and your man done cheated, if you forgive him, you don't get to bring it up again. It's done. You think this is a weapon you get to keep in your arsenal? So every time you get mad at me, no matter how small it is, you get to go back and retro. What? <laughs> you get to go back and bring up some from 10 years ago that we already moved on from. Mm -hmm. That's when you realize it's not really about me. Because a, a person, it's like, and I know this because I've been that person. Like, I have been, like, I, I remember going through a stage where I literally blame my mom for everything. Like I've, my life is like this because of you. You didn't teach me this, and I didn't know this, and I had to go through it. Like I really would point the finger at her. That's what I knew how to do at the time. Were there some things she could have done differently? Sure, but what I would say is, once you become a parent, oh, you you see things totally different. <laughs> then you say, oh, you was trying to do the best you could. You know? <laughs> exactly. Especially your first child, like I only have one. She's getting all of the good and the bad. There's no second child that I get to pass on, like the let you know what I learned from from this from this child. Maybe when she has a baby shoe. <laughs> See it differently, but yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's it's tough, but um, you know, it's one of those things, like you said, you, you just never stop doing the work. Mm -hmm. You give them the space, you know, and you create the boundaries and you have your own set of boundaries. They have their own set of boundaries. And guess what? I'm going to let you do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm here, you know, yeah. and, and that's all we can do as, as parents, as sisters. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, I'm not going to entertain your BS. Can do it. But once you've grown, and you 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 want to come back over and we can have a conversation like normal human beings. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But until then, once you start going in that direction, I'm gonna have to cut it off. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. And you have a choice. There's mm -hmm. <laughs> one thing in life that we have an infinite number of, and that's choices. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're choosing you and I applaud you for that because a lot of us don't choose us, especially women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to say now. It's easy to say now, but I'm still going through. I'm still it's, mm -hmm. it's an everyday thing. It's a, it's it is a it, it is an everyday thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
I just I just hope that women continue to move forward as far as we didn't have a choice before. Our goal was to move out the house and get married. Actually, getting married was how we got out the house. And be taken care of by a man because we didn't have choices before. So the same way that we as a people were always, you know, indentured servants somewhere. You know, we were always amazed or the cooks, whatever. We have choices now. And I, I really, I really. It's easier said than done. I have to keep saying that. But it's time for us to reclaim like a sisterhood. My best friend always says village. Where is the village? We we are at an awakened stage in life right now, but there's a lot of toxicity in life as well. There's this the the good and the bad. You know, you you got the girlies, you know, trying to be taken care of, getting the BBLs and doing whatever they got to do. You got the men that's still only checking for, you know, the mixed woman. I see it all the time. It's something that is so regular that it is crazy. And it's crazy that I can even in my mind register like, okay, clock that. Like, <laughs> it's just so weird. But people, especially as men, they, they're exposing themselves. They're not even realizing. You're telling me how much you actually hate yourself. Yes. Exposing the problems you have with your, your mother. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when people, men think, you think getting down with all these girls, you're telling me you have a problem with your sexuality. Your people don't, they, they're not thinking that deep. You know, right. you can say, oh, you're my friend. I'm loyal to you. You know, you're, you can't be loyal to me because you are not actually loyal to your wife or to your woman. So I would never trust you. You know what I'm right. saying? People don't think that deep. And that's, I think that's also another reason why it's hard to find your in group because a lot of social media has this very, it has a lot of people thinking they can really just add water and mm -hmm. be what it is. In fact, I deleted like all my personal pages, all my social media, except with the exception of Facebook, which is the app I hate the most, but that's where my family is. That's the only personal page. Everything else is business. And I even told somebody, he, he was like, um, <laughs> did you just leave me from such and such? Did you, well, you don't like my pictures? I'm like, I'm not rocking with you right now. I don't want to see you on my timeline. <laughs> right. I don't do that. Like, if I'm feeling you in, in real life, I don't want your energy. Why do I want to see you on, on my social media and, and then like your picture just because, like, no, I'm not doing that. But I, I can understand, and this is going, the, the whole conversation is tied together, the, the plan, the game, and the, I'm only going to play the game, but so far. Um, right. So, you know, my goal goal is like for my daughter, you have a choice. I don't give a damn society to call you. If you don't want to get married or you don't find your husband until such and such, do That's not true. settle. I do not care. I, I do not care. I can remember me working on having a, a, a second baby and both of my best friends got pregnant at the same time. Wow. As a matter of fact, both of their babies' birthdays are within one. One had twins and they came the day before my birthday. And wow. another one came a few days before um, <laughs> my birthday. And I did not have baby. I, I did not have a second baby. And the stuff that they went through and they, Tiana, just be, just chill. You know, <laughs> just, you don't want this. Um, and so I realized like, dang, like God's been having my back so much. I can even remember getting pregnant one time and having a miscarriage and then found out the guy had like 
PTSD and some other stuff and just just you know it's it's I don't know it's it's I feel like certain things are predestined. Mm-hmm. I feel like my ancestors are with me all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want my writing to be just entertainment. Yes. I'm manifesting something here. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to, we don't have, we don't have, um, we don't have Martin Luther King. We don't have a Malcolm X. Those days of having a great leader like that, I don't know if they're completely long gone. But um, I always say to my daughter, your soul has to go somewhere. Yes. And so I don't know if it's my full purpose just yet. I'm sure that there are other things. But um I just hope that my projects kind of resonate with people on a deeper level um, until we get to the point where we don't have to, then we can just be having fun, you know? Right. And I, and I, and I, that's what I, I love about your projects because it brings out the reality without all the, and I don't, I don't want to knock anybody's projects or anything like that, but, um, we we've just taken our narrative and made it so cliche Mm -hmm. and um i don't want to have i don't want to be you know the crackhead you know the the prostitute mom and you know (laughs) yes we have issues and we can we can deal with those and showcase those Mm -hmm. in in our edutainment as we do without degrading the person that we are, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. why can't we be the, you know, the successful or, you know, whoever parent who has triggers because of. Right. Why can't we just be general Americans that yeah. have like everybody else? Yes. Right. And, you know, and I think that's the part that I, I really do appreciate about, you know, what you're, what you're doing in film. Um, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of that. And, Definitely was some divine intervention going on there for that for sure because I have to tell you the the energy on set was amazing, um, I, you know, and I it was just like comfortable and I felt like everybody's auntie, you know, and and that was that was that was the piece right mm-hmm. right there. I felt like everybody's auntie. Um, and that made my heart happy. Yes, you know, it was family. It was. It wasn't like I was coming on to a set. I'm, I'm gonna try not to cry here. Sorry. It didn't feel like I was coming on set. It felt like I was coming to see my family, to say hello, mm-hmm. say hi, to hang out for a little bit. It just happened to be cameras around. Yeah. Right. That. That's what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I. I want. That's what I love that you showcase. And that's what I love when you you get that energy and you're you're preparing us. It it was just like we came on the set. Hey nephew, hey auntie, hey it it was like automatic and and that's that's the beauty in in it. And yeah, I you know, um you hold a special place. And I thank you. I thank you for that. Um 
and the team, you know, the <laughs> we had hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> no family's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Most <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just it is what it is. I know. I no know. family is perfect, but I can scream out, Josiah. <laughs> <laughs> just little, yeah, it's, it's all kind of little fires going on. It was you know, but it's okay. It's okay. You know, it, it's 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 amazing. And um, for all those out there, I made my first fufu yesterday. Oh, <laughs> I gotta make mine. <laughs> and oh, it was good. <laughs> but you're a vegan, right? You're vegan. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what you did you do? Mushroom or what did you do? To I mean, huh? What did you do? Uh, lentils. So I made like a spicy lentil, and it was so good. Okay. So and I spiced up my fufu really nicely. So we had my fufu had a kick as well as the meal. Mm. With some cabbage and carrots and cauliflowers, it was good. It, so it, it has to be cornmeal. It has to be cornmeal. No, so I use cassava. Cassava, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I use cassava. So it doesn't have to be like the one we made was like a quick down and dirty. Yeah. <laughs> but the the original is like is cassava. So I actually had cassava and cooked that down, and then. Did the whole round yeah. and that was yeah. That was uh, <laughs> watch when we see. Watch when this sizzle comes out because you know it's gonna be a sizzle reel. It's oh. not just gonna be like a trailer, and we're gonna nice. enter it into festivals. But just imagine making the movie. Like imagine like how touching this movie could be. Like. It's, it's deeper than what we even had for the 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 sizzle, you know, because we had, it was yeah. condensed. But how touching it will be! Yes, it will be. How it touching will be. Mm -hmm. It will. And um, yeah. So I I want to thank you so much for so many things for for being you know a part of your production for I mean you're you're like my little sister, you're like in yeah. there. Um, and, uh, you know, you talk about building a village. Yeah. You know, you, you have to, um, build a village and, um, I, and I, and I will say not everybody's welcome in my village. Not everybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, um, those who are in my tight village, they're, they're, some pretty amazing people, pretty amazing. And um, I'm so honored to have you a part of that village. Um, and I think it's just gonna grow from there for yeah. you, for your projects, for, for everything that we are both touching, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? The things that we're, we're yeah, touching, it just, Bye. right. It's just going to multiply. And I think the team that you have, and I just love that you keep using the same people. It's just, it's amazing. And I see why. Mm -hmm. I see why. Um, they're amazing actors, mm -hmm. really. I mean, 
I was just, I watched them again, like they're my nieces and nephews. <laughs> so I watched them on Instagram and I was in tears. Sin did, did you see Sin's rendition? She did. A oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, said, yeah. mm -hmm. I watched that so many mm -hmm. times and I even told her, I said, you know what? You just ignited something in me that I'm pulling out all of my, I have every last one of August Wilson's plays. Every last one. He's my favorite. I said, now I'm going to pull out his plays. And I said, I'm going to work on a piece because I shy away from it just for the, the language and the vernacular, and, you know, the complexity of it for me. Complexity. Yeah. You know? And so I shied away from it. I said, but seeing her do that, I said that, that, that it was powerful. Sin is a monster. I mean, like a, a monster when it comes to like she. She's really good. She's really, really good. I have some stuff to to talk to you about. Like when we jump off here, I want to put all the business. Yeah, up. yeah, we'll share. But yeah, so I just you know love peace. But the I want to have everybody come back when you know, the sizzle is done and everyone has a moment because. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to hear everybody's perspective on how they feel about this is love and, you know, being in that moment. Crazy. In the, in the crazy, right? In the crazy. Um, yeah. You know, because I know we all have different feelings about the piece mm -hmm. and where we took ourselves to because you got to take yourselves to a moment yeah. in a time. So, um you know, just to get an idea of where where they had to take themselves to, you know, just to prepare and, and be there and be their authentic self while putting your words into action. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I think that's powerful because I think what we're putting out is powerful. Mm -hmm. Your narrative is powerful. You know, I, I you know, reading it and it's just like, this is what is life. This is, this is it. You know, yeah. you're dealing with someone who you're pushing to go to med school, someone who's having a baby and has got a husband that's a little disgruntled and you want to shake him up a little bit, you know? So we didn't even get to the abortion. There's no, we in there. There is like, there's some stuff like yeah. um, that we need to, we need to talk about. You know, yeah. like the issues that women have in our own homes, you know, mm -hmm. having to the whole submissive thing, which yeah. ain't nobody having dominion over me is we submit. If I'm submitting, you know, I'm going to submit myself. You submitting yourself. You know, we we in this together and nobody over nobody. So what better way to showcase that than yes. through this story? Yes. Um, I love it. I, I, you know, I just love it. And I can probably go on and on and. We will at some point. <laughs> we, will. we will. We will. We will. But I, I, I really thank you. I thank you for taking the time out to to be here to to have this conversation. We talked about some really um, tough issues and and tough things, which is you know all in what we we do here on the platform, and which is why I created the platform to yeah. be our authentic self and to showcase us in our authenticity. 
Mm -hmm. And so I thank you for, for bringing that out and, and being here and being a part of that. Thank you. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I will be here. <laughs> when, we, when we jump off, I, I hope to um, just steal about five minutes of your time. Yes, you can do that. Absolutely. So um, appreciate it. And people need to know how talented Diana is. She's a natural. She is a natural. Okay. See, there's no forcing. There is no pushing. Diana is naturally talented, gifted, like, and very in touch with yourself. So I appreciate you so much. Like, I really do. I told you, like, how you, the mom or the auntie is the center of the, she, she's the, the, the nucleus, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't move forward. <laughs> About her and you did that. Y'all gotta see her outfits. <laughs> um, I know the, the the designer for the outfit. I showed her the picture. She's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! That's my piece!" And I see that picture out everywhere. You're talking about the one with you and John. Mm -hmm. That is like that's what I think probably my favorite. Yeah, I'll send you the. Um, I did a, a TikTok version of that where like an ants yeah i'll send it to you you can see okay. it but, and you can see the whole ensemble but um but yeah so yes so thank you for that i appreciate that wholeheartedly mm -hmm. so um with that i'm gonna let you go and um so guys you can find us on wubi ubiquity radio and tv so this is going to be on the tv as well as the radio and all my platform screening um streaming um platforms um your youtube i'm going to have in the notes so people can go and watch your previous projects all right and i'll look for your upcoming projects on youtube as well and um we're going to have you soon to be streaming on wubi tv too <laughs> yeah with bamboo and t alexander well we'll talk about which ones for yeah sure. we'll talk about we i think i, I wrote them down bamboo and t alexander were the two yeah. you gave me so mm -hmm. But yeah, so thank you guys. So take care of yourselves and each other.